Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. I should have mentioned that I was taking half a day off for Labor Day. Sorry for any confusion if you were expecting an episode last night. We have a lot to cover today. Voter suppression, hospital triage, UBI, and carbon dividends. Let's get cracking. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. First up, the Texas GOP finally got their voter suppression law passed after numerous delays from Democrats. Third time's the charm. Governor Abbott just signed SB1 into law. Here are the big impact measures in the bill. It makes it a felony for election officials to send applications for mail-in ballots or to fund the distribution of them by third parties. It institutes monthly citizenship checks on voter rolls. And it bans overnight early voting and drive-through voting. Each of these just so happen to most inconvenience demographics that tend to vote for Democrats. This is how indirect voter suppression works. We used to directly ban women, the poor, and people of color from voting. Ever since that was outlawed, indirect voter suppression fills in. You basically assemble a list of differences between your voters and the other party's voters, and you start drafting laws that hurt them more than you, along with an excuse about why it's necessary. It apparently doesn't matter if the excuse is based in fact or not. Voter fraud has never gotten remotely close to swaying an election in the U.S., and Texas's own officials found negligible fraud in the 2020 election that was even lower than the negligible fraud in previous elections. That has not stopped the Texas GOP from claiming a rigged election. Basically, voter suppression is like if you had a boys versus girls game of capture the flag, and the boys make a rule that all players have to be topless to prevent anyone hiding a flag because that happened once in the last thousand games. As a result, pretty much all the girls, along with a couple of the boys, drop out of the game, making for a one-sided battle. The boys say, hey, there's nothing unfair about the rule. It was for game integrity. It's not their fault that it just so happens to benefit their team. Purely coincidental. It's also irrelevant that the security rule does far more harm to the game than it prevents, because that's not really the point of the rule, it's just an excuse. It's nothing new for Texas, which courts have repeatedly found to be one of the most frequent offenders of intentional discrimination against voters of color. Incidentally, while this bill decreases voting hours used mostly by Democrats, it happens to increase early voting in smaller rural counties, you know, the kind that tend to vote Republican. What a wild coincidence! Perhaps the only truly good thing that this bill does is allow for errors on ballots to be corrected. There are a few months in which the bill can be challenged in court before the 2022 primaries, though my trust in the courts has waned recently. As the Delta surge grows across the U.S., increasingly straining hospitals, Idaho's Public Health Department announced that they are activating crisis standards of care for northern hospitals due to overflow of unvaccinated COVID patients. Among other things, this allows the hospitals to ration care, triage style, meaning they will have to start choosing who lives and who dies because they do not have the resources to save everyone. Those who cannot be saved will be given comfort care, making them as comfortable as possible while they succumb to their illness or wounds. Doctors are asking that people avoid any risky activities, even down to bike riding, to avoid the hospital. 
Hawaii has also greenlit triage care and other states are likely to do so soon. This is not something that we're used to in the U.S., nor should it be happening. This is not normal. COVID is not something that can be ignored. It is killing people at far greater rates than any other virus, and not just those who catch it. If this is happening now, I'm afraid to imagine the inevitable winter surge. The major ways to lessen the load on hospitals are the same they've always been. Vaccines, masks, hygiene, and social distancing. The reason we are being forced to consider mask and vaccine mandates, which is not anybody's first choice, is because mass non-compliance has put us in the desperate position where they seem to be the only options left for relieving load on hospitals. Idaho has one of the lowest vaccination rates in the U.S. Then there's Ohio's Republican representative Jim Jordan, who managed to embody so much wrong with American politics in a single brief tweet saying, quote, Rural America is done with COVID, end quote. I mean, wow. You've got tribal partisanship, demonizing the opposition by calling them non-American, lying, science denial, pretending problems he has no solution for don't exist while people die from them. It's truly a masterclass in douchebaggery. In lighter news, I've been working my way through the Moving Forward podcast episodes in reverse and finally got to the beginning. I have to say the first four episodes are among the best intros to UBI on the net. Most UBI discussions are from the progressive perspective, but these focus largely on the conservative arguments, how it works with capitalism, conservative taxation, etc. If you haven't listened to Moving Forward, I can't recommend it enough. Way better podcast than this one, quite frankly. And those first four episodes are great references for UBI newbies, aside from the second one, which is mostly about Medicare for All. They also give the American scorecard well-deserved attention. As you know, that's the policy I have felt is most underappreciated. Standardizing inclusive metrics for measuring the well-being of Americans is vital to meaningful policy goals and to holding politicians accountable. And importantly, it's something that does not require a law to be passed through Congress. Any president can just do this whenever they want. Frankly, it's a travesty that we haven't been pushing Biden into it yet, though I guess there's been a lot going on. It's the easiest goal we could accomplish and a very consequential one. We should get around to it. Finally, I want to highlight a silver lining. Recent jobs numbers are showing the economy struggling again Delta is surging, the Texas abortion law is putting renewed pressure on eliminating a filibuster, and climate change disasters are ravaging the country on a regular basis, most recently leaving the West Coast on fire while the East Coast floods with the center at just the right temperature while they die of COVID. Here's what's good about all that bad. It's making the need for both more stimulus and a carbon tax clear. Right now, the healthcare and climate change costs of polluting products are being invisibly outsourced by businesses to us. We are subsidizing pollution. A carbon tax includes that cost in prices, restoring fair market dynamics. And when we give that revenue back to all Americans in the form of a UBI, it actually helps the poor instead of hurting them. It's like the Alaskan oil dividend, but the money comes from reducing pollution rather than creating it. That is the carbon dividend, and as a bonus, it fits perfectly into the reconciliation process, meaning it has a real chance to pass the Senate. Climate change mitigation and UBI, all with no federal spending, that is something for everyone. Let's get it done. 
Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown and Pennsylvania Senator Robert Casey are members on the Finance Committee that will have a huge influence on whether this becomes reality. Follow the link below to tell them that this is an unmitigated win for everyone. It could even be bipartisan. Tell them to get it into the reconciliation bill. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the voter suppression thread, the Idaho COVID triage, the Moving Forward podcast, and the carbon dividend. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.